So this destroyed a lot of friendships, a lot of relationships, and I think most people do it. In fact, almost everybody I come across does it, and it's so destructive to their friendships, relationships, the people around them, even their own mental health, and they don't realize they do it. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Well, it's getting closer to the end of the year. What a fucking ripper year we've had. Now, let's get into talking about something that I think destroys most people's mental health. It destroys their relationships and also the relationship they have with themselves. And it's something that I see that almost all people do without even realizing they do it, especially in Australia. Let's talk about it. Now, before we do, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business mindset and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So we're coming up to the end of the year. I think that it's super important to make sure that you are focused on really working on your mindset. This is the perfect time of year. Most people have more time to think. They're around family more. You know, family can be quite destructive depending on the family type. There can be a lot of conflicts, especially if you spend too much time with people that you're not used to spending time with. Different people are expressing different values in your family. They have different opinions, different beliefs. So it can bring up a lot of shit. It is such a great time to work on yourself, especially those of you who have done Thrive Time. It's the perfect time to go back, revisit your manual, start putting the map for the next 12 months together, really start to build out your mission, make sure you're on track, your values, your purpose, and all those things as well. So please make sure you do that and focus on that area. Now, today I want to focus on something that really destroys a lot of relationships, and it also destroys the relationship that most people have with themselves, and they don't even know that they do it. So let's talk about it. This thing is part of, I think, Australian culture, and it's part of the Australian culture that isn't really beneficial, I don't think. It's actually a, a bad or a disgusting part of Australian culture. Now, I don't know why it happens. I know that I've done it most of my life, and I didn't even realize that I was doing it until this year. And what that is, is it's putting other people down around you in order to make yourself feel better or in order to make yourself feel like you've achieved more or done more. And there's small microaggressions. Sometimes like with your mates and stuff, you'll take the piss out of them a little bit. Now, for those of you who are listening overseas, taking the piss out of someone is an Australian term. That means you have these microaggressions or these little digs at them. And Australians consider it fun. That's not the problem. The problem is when people naturally bitch and moan and complain about other people behind their back, that can cause a lot of issues. Now, I know that in the past, I'd got frustrated with people around me, whether they were people on my team. And so I would get on our management team meetings and I would talk about some of the staff that were being non-productive and I would bitch and moan and complain about them. I would complain about the work that they weren't doing and so on. Instead of coming in there with a clear strategy that could help move things forward. And I think part of the reason was that I didn't really know what I didn't know. So I didn't know how to help them. I just went, you know, here's a problem with our marketing team. Our, the Facebook ads are shit. They're not working. You know, the team aren't being productive. They're not being effective. I'm sick of saying the same shit 10 times over and over again. And so we'll just get into this state of bitching and moaning. But then what I noticed was that the management team would do the same thing and they would complain about things. Then I would also hear that people in our community as well would do the same things and they would bitch and moan sometimes about what we were doing and we would bitch and moan about they were doing. But not all of them because we've got a lot of great customers. I think over the years, 
we have been very careful at making sure that we bring the right people into our events and in our community. Hence why I swear more on social media than what I ever have. Because I used to get people that were so tightly strung that the smallest little thing would just fucking trigger them. And I didn't want those people at our events. I also didn't want to spend all of my event thinking, don't swear, Michael, don't swear, Michael, don't, don't drop an F-bomb, don't say something that might upset somebody. And what it did was it took away from my delivery and the quality of the content that I wanted to share in regards to human behavior because I was worried about upsetting that one person in the room that would be triggered about everything. Like we've all seen people out there who just protest about everything. Or I see people on my social media page where they're always complaining about something. If it's not one conspiracy theory, it's another conspiracy theory. If it's not that, they're complaining about the government, they're complaining about cops, they're complaining about their partner, they're complaining about why their friends are stupid. Like they just naturally complain about shit all the time and whinge. Very rarely though do any of those people have a strategy to change anything. They just complain. And I think that that becomes a habit for a lot of people and it became a habit for me where I would complain about things only because I didn't have a better strategy. I didn't have a strategy to change it. And I thought, first of all, it was like, if I can talk about it, because I wouldn't call it complaining, if I can talk about this with my leadership team, then they will understand and they will fix it. But what would normally happen is that over time, I realized that I would complain and they would go, shit, Michael's always complaining. Maybe he's just a dude that can never be satisfied or that's never fucking happy with anything. Or maybe he complains about me behind my back. So it started to create a culture of this weird dynamic within the team. So this year, I just stopped doing a lot of that stuff. Now, yeah, I do it sometimes, especially if I'm frustrated or I might bring up some problems. But what I would do is go in there with a solution as well. So here's a problem. Here's the frustration that I have. Here's how we're going to fix it. Here's the process that we're going to implement. Do you have any questions? Is there any way we can talk through it? And sometimes other people in the management team or even just in the team in general will say, yeah, we're frustrated with this as well. We've been thinking about how to change it. We just didn't know or we didn't know that you wanted it changed. So you open up those lines of communication and it really helps. It stops people from being passive aggressive and having those micro digs or giving little statements like, oh, you always leave early or shit like that, which is really saying, look, I'm frustrated that you leave work early every day and you're not pulling your weight. Now that's a conversation that should be had versus, oh, you leave early every day, like, oh, good on you. Or, you know, you never do the hard work around here. That's really saying, like, I don't think you're pulling your weight enough. Now, if you have those proper conversations with people and you've got a strategy, for instance, in a business of any type, there are two things that need to happen. There are the clear KPIs, which mean that certain things you expect will be done and achieved. That shows a competence in your role. Then there is the other part, which is the expectations from you as a person being part of the team. So those two things need to be very, very clear. So for instance, if we've got someone in the team and we have expectations that let's say they need to make 100 calls a day as a salesperson. So if they make 100 calls a day, they hit their KPIs. This is just one example. But if they are consistently whinging and moaning and complaining and they're not following the values, which is good, clear and concise communication. One of our other values is not being afraid to make mistakes, providing that you've been thoughtful and thought through things and that you are purposeful in your actions. So let's say that they're breaking those values. I can go back to them and say, look, yes, you are doing your job. You're hitting your KPI target. By the way, KPIs means key performance indicators. So it's how you track someone's ability to achieve in their work. On the other side, you have the culture. Now you can have someone that is extremely good at their job, but just is a complete poor culture fit and that will destroy the whole team. That'll destroy your business. 
So they may sit there and go, yeah, but I'm better than everybody and I'm crushing it and I'm achieving. And you go, yeah, but we've got 15 people in the team. And every day when you come to work, the team feel like shit. So I have 15 people that are underperforming because essentially you're a wanker. Now, I know you're not going to say that, but that's essentially what's happening. So you need to make sure that not only are they achieving their KPIs and they're hitting targets, you also have to make sure that these people are culture fits. And so what I noticed was that my complaining and not being clear and concise with what I wanted also led other people in the team to complain and be unclear and unconcise in what they wanted. And so it just created this culture of just moaning and bitching and microaggressions and little digs at people. And no one was really communicating effectively. Whereas when I realized this, I changed our values. I spoke to the management team and I said, right, in order to move forward, we need to change things. Like, yeah, it's cool to complain about a problem and it's good, great to identify a problem. Like we have to identify problems. That's part of business growth, right? We solve one problem and you just create another problem. That's called growth. Like even in a person's life, you just solve one problem, you create another problem. Throughout your life, the level of chaos that you can handle is a direct reflection of how intelligent you are. If the smallest little bit of chaos triggers you and you fly off the handle and you can't handle and you get overwhelmed, that's because you're playing at such a low level in life. And you're probably not that intelligent as a person. Whereas over time, you develop strategies and skills. So the things that used to stress me out don't stress me out anymore. Not having $40 to pay a phone bill these days to worry about $40 is completely irrelevant. But some people in their life get triggered at the smallest little things, and that shows you that they're only playing at a small level. When you look at big, big business owners, like you have a look at someone like Elon Musk, who's worth hundreds of billions of dollars, and he has to deal with thousands upon thousands of little problems every day and frustrations in his businesses. He then has to understand how to structure that in his own mind and how not to take it personally, how not to even worry about it, and just to focus on the big problems and to put the right people in the right places to solve those other level of problems throughout his businesses. So it is really important that within your own life, first of all, if you've got a problem or you've got something to complain about, think about what the solution is. Work through that solution and come up with a solution. Now, most business owners that are listening to this will say things like, yeah, but I employ people to solve those problems. Yeah, you probably do. At the same time, if they can't solve them, then you need to be a leader and you need to manage them more effectively and go in there and ask them good questions. You know, sometimes the team know what to do if they were clear on what the actual problem is. So sometimes I've got to go in there and just ask them really good questions. So they might think, like, let's say, for instance, we're amping up our YouTube strategy. So we're putting new content up onto YouTube, which is just unique to that channel. So you won't find it on the podcast. You won't find like the trainings that are on YouTube now that we're starting to put up. You won't find them anywhere else apart from on YouTube because we're trying to drive traffic across to our YouTube channel. By the way, if you haven't already done so, here's my plug. Go across and check out the Michael Mojo YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because you'll be the first to get those live trainings. And also there's some really good stuff in there about sales, marketing, branding, leadership, motivation, mindset. So we're going to upload a whole bunch of new stuff on there. But let's say the team, I'm sitting there with them and they go, well, we're not getting good views on them. So I go, cool, why aren't we getting good views? And they go, well, maybe the content's not good enough. And I go, okay, cool, well, let's have a look at the data. So what's the data on the first five to 10 second or 15 second watch time? And they go, oh, well, we didn't check. And I go, so how do you know it's the content? Like if it's the first five to 10 seconds, that's normally the hook of the video. And they go, oh, shit, we didn't think of that. And I go, cool. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna build out a process. So I get with the management team and I go, right, the first thing is that we've got to make sure that the hook's working and that the team are to check that first five to 15 second watch time and make sure that people are staying on 
and not just clicking off because the start is boring. The second thing is how many clicks are we getting? Like how many impressions are we getting like from people actually seeing the title? Is it the title that's a problem? Now, these are sometimes things that the team let slip and that's completely understandable, right? It's a team. It's what happens. It's what they do. So then as a leader and as a manager, you come back and you put in a process and you're going to need to follow these sequences or I can delegate that to my management team who can then come in or my leadership team and they can put in that process. Then from there, the team has something to follow. So instead of just sitting there and complaining about it, you put that process in, you delegate it, you train them and now you don't have that problem anymore. Now, if you do and it becomes a consistent problem, then we go back. Is it a KPI problem or is it a culture problem with that person? If that person can't follow you know, direct instructions or they can't follow a process, then they're probably not right for a business of this size. Maybe they like working in a business where they're just more creative and they get free flow. Or maybe there are a lot of people out there, there are a lot of small business owners and especially marketing teams where they don't like working for structured businesses because structured businesses will hold them accountable. And a lot of really shit marketers will work with really small businesses so it's really easy to have a small marketing business and go to someone who knows nothing about marketing and go, we'll build your Facebook page. And then they set up the Facebook page and they might get you another 500 subscribers or another 500 likes. Well, that's great. But for someone like me, I don't give a shit about 500 new likes. I give a shit about how do you put more bums on seats at our events? So I need more leads, which is a way harder process. And so most marketers will just stick to those low level types of people. And so there are plenty of people out there who don't want to work for a more structured business. They just like working for these small businesses or these small entrepreneurs that make under $100,000 a year and just don't know what they're doing because they can get away with a lot of shit. So they may not be a culture fit. And by the way, every business of every size has a different culture. As a business grows from startup, startup is very erratic and it's very fast paced and you've got to adapt quick and there's lots of shit that doesn't work and you're using a lot of trial and error. That's very, very normal in a startup business. As a business starts to grow, it becomes more structured and you start putting in process and management teams. And so then if you're a startup person, you like working in that startup environment, you like working in a high stress environment where shit changes quick. But then working for a business that's scaling into a bigger business where they're starting to get process and leadership teams and tracking and reporting, some people hate that. And so they'll go, I like the business when it was smaller. And so they'll leave. That's completely normal. You will shed people as a business grows because of that reason, okay? And then large corporate businesses are very, very structured. So there'll be a lot of process, a lot of structure, a lot of management, a lot of red tape. That's completely normal. But some people like my mum, she likes going to work every day, doing the same shit every day, knowing that she's gonna be tracked the same way, knowing that she just knows all the processes and the systems. But her frustration will be that when something doesn't work, it takes three years to change it because it's got to go through all the red tape. It's got to go through management structures. So every level of business has different stresses and different frustrations, and it needs to attract a different type of personality. Good business owners will grow as the business grows. So now I am more structured as a person. I am more managerial as a person. My communication is more effective because as our business scales, I've had to become that type of person in order to make sure that the business keeps growing. There are a lot of people out there, part of their frustration in their business is that they're used to working in startups. So they do, I call it flyby communication where they just go, I don't like that, change that, do this, do that. And then they go, fucking everyone relies upon me. This is bullshit. You know, I go away for bloody five minutes and someone fucking calls me and they can't do their job. But that's because they don't want to grow their business. They like startup too much. They don't want to sit there and create process. They don't want to sit there and create systems. They don't want to make shit more effective. They don't want to manage their team. They don't want to lead them. 
they just want to be the superstar of their own team. So they'll run around and they pretend that they know fucking everything, but then they bitch and moan that they can't get away from their team or that all the team comes to them in order to make decisions and that their team are all fucking idiots. It's not that. It's just that they have poor communication, that there's poor leadership, no management, no process. Like that's part of the business. But every level has different problems. Every size business has different issues that they're dealing with. They're very predictable. But my point is that if you're listening to this and you're a person who communicates with other people, which I'm assuming is everybody, you need to know the solution to the problems that you're trying to solve, not just complain about them. Because if you do, they'll keep reoccurring and nothing changes. And so people in their family, they will go to Christmas and they'll sit around and they've got that crazy fucking uncle that says the most like inappropriate, racist, sexist shit. And you sit there and you're like, fucking hell, I can't believe he said that. But no one addresses it. And then they just let it go. And then, you know, uncle leaves and then everyone just complains about the uncle. You have the one family member that just complains all the time. It is mopey and whinges about everything. And no one says anything because they don't want to rock the apple cart. But that just shows that there's poor communication, that there's no strategy or no understanding of how to solve that problem. Now, it might be that you just need to ask them better questions. You need to walk them through how to communicate effectively. You might need to frame them differently, which is a whole other type of communication. But you might need to frame the conversation. Like instead of asking them how they're going and then listening to them complain for fucking 30 minutes, you say, what great things have you achieved this year? Or what goals have you crushed this year? And they sit there and they'll blank out. They'll be like, what the hell? Because no one ever asked them that question. But what it does is it puts them on the back foot and makes them think. So instead of going up to the crazy auntie that you have that bitches and moans and complains all the time, ask them a different question. They are helping you to be a better communicator. They're helping you to be more effective. But if you don't think as a person, no one else around you is going to think, especially if you're a leader. So business owners complain about this shit all the time. So do managers, so do leaders. Parents complain about their kids all the time. And they'll go, oh, you know, no one thinks. Or no one in this household thinks. Or no one in this business fucking thinks. I have to think all the time. And they'll say stuff like that. But what they're not doing is they're not going, how do I teach my team how to think? How do I help my kids to be more effective and to think through things? Instead of educating them and leading them as a leader, they'll just complain. So my point is that if you want to be more effective in life and you want to live a better life, then first of all, you've got to become a leader. But great leaders can problem solve. They don't have to do the work. They just need to know what needs to happen in order to solve that problem. I was listening to an interview with a bunch of Bill Gates staff, and they said they remembered when Bill used to come to interviews and he would walk in. So Bill Gates is the head of Microsoft. He would come into, sorry, into meetings and the team would sit there and they'd have all this data and everything like that. And he would go, okay, last year we had 5% increase in this specific area. And they'd go, shit, how did he, like, oh, we don't even know that. And he goes, so what happened? What changed? How did, and he would start asking really effective questions and it would freak them out because they're like, this guy knows it. To be a great leader, you need to know things. You need to lead people to where you're at and that helps you to become a better leader. If you can't teach people how to problem solve, if you can't teach people around you how to communicate more effectively, if you can't help people around you to be more effective, then it makes your life extremely hard and you'll just complain about things. So you have to become a great problem solver within your own life to help other people solve their problems. I mean, if a kid comes home and they say, mum or dad, can you help me with this maths equation and you're shit at maths, you just go, oh, I don't know. And then you go to your partner or whoever and you complain about it and you go, bloody kids. They, Well, that doesn't help the child and it doesn't create a better relationship with you, your child or your partner because you're just complaining about it. If you were better, you would get better at mathematics to be able to help them. Now, if you're a business owner, you need to get better at marketing or better at sales or you need to understand how things work. You don't need to do the work, but you need to understand the process of how it works 
or you need to understand the numbers and the data so that you can ask better questions to help them solve the problem and help them implement shit. If you wanna destroy your relationships, complain more. Bitch, have microaggressions. Or if you wanna have great relationships and a great life where people have your back, then learn how to communicate effectively, learn how to problem solve effectively, and learn how to help people around you be better people. When you do that, you'll thrive in life. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's given you something to think about over the Christmas break. If you haven't already done so, please make sure you rate and review this podcast. All you need to do is if you're listening to this on Spotify or you're listening to it on iTunes or whatever app you're on, as you open up the Underestimated Entrepreneur podcast, you'll see stars. Just click on the stars. It will pop up a star rating out of five. Hopefully you give it a five-star rating, but the more people who are listening to this and do it, the more it goes out to more and more people as well. And it helps us to show that this is quality content. So please, if you haven't already done so, please rate the podcast on the Apple app for the podcast. You can review the podcast, which means you can write a little review on there. That helps us even more. I normally share it on my social media and so on to give social proof to show others that the podcast is valuable and hopefully it's helping people out there to become better people and to achieve more and to be more driven and to inspire you to do greater things within your own life. I mean, that's why I do this every day of the week. Like, I don't have to, it takes a lot of time and my time's not cheap, but I do it because I just wanna help more people out there. So if you haven't already done so, please rate and review this podcast and please share it with your friends and family. I saw, I woke up this morning and one of our community members who follows me on Instagram, Facebook, sent me a message and said, just wanna let you know, I shared it with one of my staff members and they absolutely love it. Thank you so much. And you know, for me, that's the reason why I do this stuff is I just wanna get out there and help people. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are hurting and need help. There are a lot of business owners out there who need a lot of help because they're stressed out and frustrated and overwhelmed. And maybe they've got a lot of self-sabotage patterns and self-destructive behaviors. Now, no one starts a business to have more stress and a more fucked up life. They do it because they wanna achieve great things. Now, I give up a lot of time and a lot of energy and I've spent you know, a lot of money on study, over a million dollars on studying and traveling all around the world to learn from the best people. I wanna share this information, but all I would ask is that you just rate and review the podcast and share it with other people so that we can get it out to more people. That's all I ask. I don't run ads. I don't try and sell your shit all the time on here. I do mention our events, but you know, whether you come or you don't come, that's up to you. I hope I provide enough value for you to come along. But all I ask is that you just keep sharing it with more and more people and rate and review it. That's the only thing I ask. So please, if you haven't already done so, do it. And I look forward to seeing you back here once again on another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Keep kicking ass, Driven Mofos. Get out there and crush it.